Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and I thank you for joining us on this broadcast. You know, I just got to say, for me at least, and maybe for you as well, last week's teaching messages on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, for my utmost for his highest, were loaded. (laughs) As I've come to expect, and I hope and pray you have also, these messages are not for the faint of heart, and certainly not for those who've been duped by today's churchianity, rather than what Christ and God's Word have called us to and saved us for as His disciples. Monday was entitled, What to Do Now? And it challenged or encouraged us as to what it looks like and what we are called to do when we step into this life in Christ. Tuesday was called Inspired Invincibility and dealt with how we are to walk out this life with courage and strength found only as we get into the yoke with him. In other words, we take his teachings. That's what yoke means. It was a rabbinical term, a rabbi. He's the rabbi. His yoke is we secure ourselves in his teachings. And we take those to heart and obey them in love. Finally, on Thursday, we talked about readiness, which reminded us that God calls us all in Christ But only those who are ready will heed the call and be willing to pay the cost to be his disciple. Of course, Wednesdays for Women uh, uh, with Adia Wooster and Family Foundation Fridays with David Walls were excellent in their own right. And if you missed any of those, you can go to Love and Lordship, Love and A-N-D, Lordship, Com. That's our website, and you can find those and many others, videos, podcasts, and articles. And we certainly appreciate your feedback on any of that, questions, comments, agreements, disagreements. Contact me at loveandlordship, A-N-D in the middle again, loveandlordship at gmail.com. Loveandlordship at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for those who have contacted us and those who are supporting us in prayers financially. We certainly appreciate all of that and know that the Lord is using it. Well, as we jump into today's message, we need to be mindful of the title itself and reminding us of what God's Word says are the priorities in our relationship with Him through Christ. Much of what is done today is done in the name of Christ, but with so many spending very little time in God's Word, in prayer, and listening, and growing their relationship with Him, that the work is done in the flesh and becomes idolatry. This isn't just true for us. I certainly don't say this lightly, as it's evidenced by God's Word written between 2,000 and 4,000 years ago. These same warnings were happening as well as Oswald Chambers highlighting this same issue around 100 years ago. We see this is nothing new, but it's very much in line with our human nature and why we must die to it in order to truly live in Christ. What is it that I'm talking about? Well, as I shared just a moment ago, the reveal is found in the title of today's message itself, The Worship of the Work. Now, if you're following along in the devotional booklet or at myutmost.org, we're on April 23rd. I don't think you could say it much more plainly than what is stated in the title itself, that we may have strong tendencies to place the emphasis on what we are doing for the Lord and the results of it, rather than to live our lives first and foremost for the relationship with Him that Christ died 
so that we could have it. I see this over and over again as I've met now with thousands over the years who have been brought up in church, myself included, or have begun and been involved for quite some time in church and are very active, but have very little, if any, knowledge, understanding, and application of what it means to be in His Word, in prayer, and in an intimate, loving relationship with Him. Which, by the way, is the first and greatest command as regular listeners of the authority of love or viewers. I pray you recognize that. Chambers points this out using the following text. Remember, the title is The Worship of the Work. And here's his text. He uses a part of 1 Corinthians 3.9. Laborers together with God. Now, he's going to make some great points about the idolatry of working or serving above our relationship with God, placing it as a priority above the relationship, which is so prevalent in our churches. While he does that, let me share the entire verse to reiterate and make the case even stronger based on what we're going to discuss in today's Devo and message. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, God's building. What is it that this entire verse and chamber selection of the text pointing to? While we are to labor and serve, these are good things. We must never forget that it is God's work that produces everything worthwhile. Go check out John 15, 1 through 17, the vine and the branches. Guess which ones we are? (laughs) Are we the vine or the branches? Mm -hmm. You see, he produces his field. He produces his building, his temple. That's us. When we strive to serve without building and keeping the relationship and Him first, which Scripture talks about as of utmost priority in a number of places, Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, Jeremiah 29, 12 and 13, Matthew 6, 33, and of course, repeating the Deuteronomy 6 passage and the number one and greatest command, Mark 12, 29 and 30. You see, we make the work and serving an idol that dishonors the Lord. Chambers begins in this devotional with this strong statement. Beware of any work for God which enables you to evade concentration on Him. Do you see the contrast? Work without focus on Him. And it's unfortunately, it's very common in today's world and our churches. Chambers goes on to say this, a great many Christian workers worship their work. The one concern of a worker should be concentration on God, and this will mean that all other margins of life, mental, moral, and spiritual, are free with the freedom of a child, a worshiping child, not a wayward child. A worker without this solemn dominant note of concentration of God on God is apt to get his work on his neck. There is no margin of body, mind, or spirit free. Consequently, he becomes spent out and crushed. I see this so often, even and maybe especially with church leaders, as, as with very good intentions, they forget that they are not divine. I don't think that's their intent. Like I said, they have good intentions, But because it's what we've been taught, we go and do stuff for God. We're far too often, they become in us, we become worn out, run down, and or burnt out. 
Remember the ease of his yoke and the levity of his burden? If we're not focused on him, we're likely not in the yoke with him. And where does this lead? Chambers says there is no freedom, no delight in life. Nerves, mind, and heart are so crushingly burdened that God's blessing cannot rest. But the other side is just as true. When once the concentration is on God, all the margins of life are free and under the dominance of God alone. There's the lightness of that yoke again, and that's awesome. There is no responsibility on you for the work. The, that doesn't mean you don't work, but the, the burden of that responsibility is on God. We're the vessels. The only responsibility you and I have is to keep in living, constant touch with God. Don't forget our love and action items, the first two every day. When I say them again, remember this. Our concentration, our responsibility is to keep in living, constant touch with God and to see that you allow nothing to hinder your cooperation with Him. I got to repeat that whole thing again. There is no responsibility on you for the work. The only responsibility you have is to keep in living, constant touch with God and to see that you allow nothing to hinder your cooperation with Him. The freedom after sanctification. Remember, that's being set apart as holy for God's purposes. The freedom after sanctification is the freedom of a child. The things that used to keep the life pinned down are gone. Burnt out, worn out, right? They're gone. But be careful to remember that you are freed for one thing only, to be absolutely devoted to your co-worker. We have no right to judge where we should be put or to have preconceived notions as to what God is fitting us for. God engineers everything. Wherever he puts us, our one great aim is to pour out a wholehearted devotion to him in that particular work. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Here's our food for thought in closing out, following that last line of thinking. Far too often in our flesh, whether we recognize it or not, our own and our church's goals and plans become idols that keep us, keep us from actually knowing and loving God above all else and with all that we are. This simple verse that is one of my life verses has helped me tremendously with regard to this issue. Whatever you do, do your work with all your heart as for the Lord and not for people. Colossians 3.23 Yes, we are to work, but scripturally, it is actually God who is at work in and through us for his glory as we surrender to him and make our greatest priority to build that intimate, loving relationship with him that Christ died so that we could have it. He is the source of all that we are and all that we do. Now remember, love in action. Spend time, number one, with God in his word, prayer, and listening every day. Begin with the scriptures in this message, this episode. Number two, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Number three, determine if your work or service is an idol in your life by looking at the time you actually spend in his word, in prayer, and listening in building that relationship with him. That's how you do it. Number four, prayerfully then consider and follow through on what it will take to make your relationship with him the highest priority in your life 
and then let him work through you. Uh, as if we may not already be a bit uncomfortable, tomorrow we're going to ratchet it up another notch or two. Uh, allow these challenging messages to draw you closer to Christ. Join us and invite family, friends, loved ones, and enemies to join us as well so they can hear these messages of not only what it means to know Christ as Savior, but to walk with Him as Lord. Now, if you need more, again, go to our website, loveandlordship.com. You can find our book. There's an icon there in the middle. It gives a little brief video on it and find a way to order that. Love to know what you think about that. Contact me at loveandlordship.com, loveandlordship.com. You can probably hear one of my dogs in the background there, so I'll take care of that in the next message. Uh, but uh, also, if you'd like to donate, if the Lord's leading you to give to us, you can do that on the Give tab there near the upper right. And we thank you for that. Greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax deductible. You can give through a mobile uh, app, cash.app, cash.app forward slash dollar sign love and lordship all together in both L's capital or by mail, love and lordship. Mail it to 324 Timothy Drive, Nicholasville, Kentucky, 40356. And as always, if he's not leading you to partner with us in that way, we ask for your prayers, but keep praying until he shows you what ministry he would like for you to partner with and make sure first and foremost, you're giving to your local church. Thank you for joining us. Thanks always for your prayers and thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day in the love and lordship of Jesus Christ. Now stay tuned at 1245 for my good friend Greg Horn and Hope is here. I'm Greg Williams, and as always, you're listening to The Authority of Love.